and we're live. What's up, guys? Hey, thanks everyone for uh, coming back and listening to this week's episode of I Can Bros. Yes, episode 27. Yeah. Um, so I'm JJ, you know. I'm Terrence. He's Terrence. You know, uh, Juan, a.k.a. And, uh, Just a couple of physics bros. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> we... <laughs> We uh, what did we what did we talk about this week? We were just um, dude. We talked about so much random. Yeah, this one was kind of all over the place, but we wrapped it up with uh, we talked a lot about some some history, some anthropology stuff. Nineties mm-hmm. um, kids shows. Nineties kids shows. <laughs> we went through some nostalgia uh, train a little bit, yep, and then yep. we uh, we talked about a cataclysmic event. What, right. what would that look? What would that mean for us? Yeah. Um, so there was some coherency. There's some coherency. Yeah, there, was some, there, was co- there was some coherency in the uh, flow. Yeah, I think because I had a little bit of coffee today, so I was feeling okay. like extra. Yeah. I, was, I was tying things in together. He's sharp. I was sharp. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, if, if that sounds good to you, please stay tuned. Yeah, guys, and just uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel mm-hmm. and uh, give us a like, mm-hmm. give us a share, give us a comment. Yes. And um, also check us out on Twitter. We're at Eigenbros. And... Yes. Um, also, the mailing list. So if you haven't signed up for the mailing list, go ahead and check out our website, which is eigenbros.com, mm-hmm. and you can get instant podcast updates and everything else. And yeah. um, that's it, guys. There you go. All right. We'll see you in a bit. Three, two, one, and we're live. Eigenbros. Fucking thing uh, well, sucks. Whoa. Well, that's not the right one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> One, just love you, it when have, that works out. Have you ever hit the right one on the first try? <laughs> Probably not, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. We're back. So what's good, one? How you been, man? Been all right, man. Just, uh, you know, most schools have uh, prelims, as they call them, or qualifying exams. Is I just prelim think, the standard? I think it is a standard across all departments, right? Probably. I imagine. Um, they all talk. Yeah, because it's kind of weird how some departments kind of have different kind of like styles or uh, styles to give the exams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they all they all like have one, but they all have like a different version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's an all or nothing. Right. Which is the the school that I go to has the all or nothing. Like, yeah. uh, So you're given certain attempts, but you have to pass the exam all in one go every subject. But then there's the other there's the other one that I know of, which is um, by subject. So you can pass it by subject. Yeah, and this is yeah. for physics specifically, right? Or is, yeah, do you know I this think, with other sciences? I think math. Math is like that too. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Math is like that. Um, I don't know about biology. I can't think of any other subject that would have that, right? <sighs> we know Jackson. I know Jackson was complaining about it. But oh, he's also doing like, prelims. Yeah, but I, I know he was talking more like it sounded like from my understanding that it was like there was an oral component to it. Like you actually oh, had to give yeah, a yeah, yeah, presentation. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Or yeah. Something. I, yeah. I know that there in some 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 disciplines, they have you write essays or something. Yeah. Because that's what uh, Karina's, I think, is kind of like that. Okay. To do a... Yeah, I don't know the extent, but they're like all different. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who goes to. Uh, see you boulder and, and she's like she's like yeah i have to do my prelims consist of an oral exam which i think you and i would both excel on i would way more prefer that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 she was saying oh i would much and she she's the, she's the kind of person that says that that, that does well in exams because she can like study and and remember mm. things like that really well and uh as opposed to i think you and i where we can have a discussion about ideas and and like 
we remember concepts a lot like that a lot easier. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Or I can like bullshit my way through better <laughs> when I'm speaking. <laughs> no, I think you can usually reason through things verbally. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like putting things on paper takes so, for me at least, takes so much commitment to thought. I always felt like you were a more of a man of the pen though. What do you mean? Like, So I feel like your thoughts are better when they're written out. I don't oh, yeah, know if that sure. really translates necessarily to what you're saying, like an exam. But I've noticed with you in particular, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like your writing skills make you shine a lot more than your speaking. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 100%. You would agree. True. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I've always had that. I've always had a. It's because I have to think more carefully about what I want to write down. Yeah. As opposed to like me just spitting out words and, you know. Right. You're trying to like put it all together <laughs> while you're speaking, but you're like, oh, I got to kind of formulate this better. But yeah, you've yeah, already so, said something and you can't undo what you've said. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I used to stutter a lot as a kid too. So maybe that's a little bit of something like maybe it has to do like, you know, I, my mind's going much faster than my the way I can speak speak it, I guess. I don't know. H- have you heard that about those people who can like get over their stutter by cursing every time? Tourette's. They say something? Oh, that's that's Tourette's, is it? Is it Tourette's? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, is it? You might that's be right. a condition. It's a condition where people just say inappropriate. I mean, it sometimes I think it's characterized to be a thing where you just say curse words and stuff. Yeah. But uh Okay, so no, I'm t- I'm saying it right then. So the okay. Tourette's part is when you like involuntarily say cursing. But I'm saying for specifically if you have a stutter, a lot of times people get over their stutter if they curse a lot. They actually said, um, I don't know if this is like one of these internet rumors, but yeah, yeah, Samuel yeah. Jackson supposedly got over his stutter by saying motherfucker all the time. And that's why he says that. I don't believe that. I know. All. It sounds unbelievable, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll have to research that one. That's actually funny that he, I mean, I do cuss a lot. Like when in my day to day, I actually, yeah. yeah, I curse a lot. So is that because of the stutter? Maybe, maybe <laughs> I involuntarily figured this out and, and, and was like, oh, um, Maybe it if helps. I just slow it down with some, you know, SpongeBob, they say sentence enhancers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> God, that Classic show, was, episode. show was so good, man. I was talking uh, to uh, the, the buddy, the buddies of mine that you maybe if you guys saw the previous episode, we're yeah, hanging check out. out episode 26, Ricky and Jesse. Yeah. Both uh, one psychologist, one uh, mathematical physicist in training and uh, yeah, pretty cool guys. But yeah, we were just talking about like, spongebob episodes like classic spongebob episodes mm-hmm. and uh obviously the sentence sentence enhancing yeah, uh, yeah. words was one of them um the classic classic spongebob were just yeah, fucking top notch yeah top tier like memes are still being used on those things yeah yeah well, i think i think we're the generation that's popularizing those memes yeah like, are are like you know but no because like kids like kids on you know these days Instagram on, yeah they'd use them and they don't even yeah. know like the really source the material, <laughs> huh? They don't really know the source. No, material? No, they don't. Yeah, like, they're I like, I don't know what episode that's from, but yeah, that's true. But I'm saying they're they're taking the cult, the cultural like, uh, pre- uh, not presence, but you know, um, is that like the iconography of SpongeBob or something? Yeah, yeah. Like if I could characterize it that well, way. Well, it's just I think what lends SpongeBob so well to memes is the fact that they use all of those really expressive faces. Yeah, and yeah, they kind yeah. of and SpongeBob actually wasn't really the originators of that either. I don't know if you realize, but no. SpongeBob took a lot of their elements from Ren and Stimpy. So oh, without Ren and Stimpy, oh, yes, yeah, yes, without Ren and Stimpy, totally they right. would have not even been the same show. Yeah, like it was way more Ren and Stimpy like yeah, in the yeah, beginning, yeah. 
and you can tell their influence. They even yeah. use some of the same, um, um, uh, what is it called? Soundtrack music. That's oh, right. Funny. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed that, no, but I they used not. some of the things. I mean, what made it great was like, as a kid, you know, you see those zoom ins when they yeah. zoomed in and it's like grotesque. Red and Stimpy was yeah, the ones Stimpy. who started that, that whole thing. That. Yeah. yeah. They Man. were just to another level to where a Ren and Stimpy type show would not fly these days. Like, oh, for sure. It yeah. was just under the radar back then because there was no things like the internet calling people right, out. Right, so right, the parents right. were completely oblivious. Yeah. yeah they just yeah. saw cartoons and thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, you're totally right, actually. it's uh, But even the writing was just really funny. Um, of uh, SpongeBob? Yeah, it just had oh, a... Yeah. I, I, I actually remember reading... There's there's comedians that started early on writing for, like, Nickelodeon shows. Oh, really? Like Neil Brennan. From, oh, no shit. Yeah, he wrote for all that. Oh, wow. <laughs> the sketch I know he's show. the guy who also wrote for Ch- Chappelle's show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same guy. Okay, damn. And, I mean, he's a well-known comedian now, but... Dude, all of that was so funny. Like I was watching some older ones with Keenan. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. Keenan was actually funny, he uh, <laughs> not an SNL. Whatever. Yeah, it's a shot at Keenan. Yeah, I love Keenan, but he's not funny on SNL, really. I think his SNL's too uh, too. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, sanitized. SNL's Which just past it? prime, man. Maybe yeah. it's just past prime. Yeah. But anyway, he was um, doing the Miss Pidlin sketch. Do you remember Miss Pidlin? Yes. <laughs> and eating familiar, his yeah. peas. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. like, eat your peas. He always served the kids the peas. But, oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah he's yeah, the yeah, lunch lady. Right. Yeah, yeah. But dude, that lady. shit was so funny, man. Oh man, I remember. <laughs> honestly, my favorite person on that sketch show was Kel. Of course, yeah, everybody yeah. loved Kel. Kel, was I just, think Keenan was an underappreciated. Uh, like uh, he might have been the backbone a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but he yeah. was. But him and Kel were so good together. They were like, so good together. Yeah. yeah. Iconic and Good duo. Burger Man, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. I mean, <laughs> that I think they, had whole, they made a whole movie. Like, yeah, you know that was our mean? childhood, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, no, but he had some good characters like Repair Man, Repair Man, Man, Man. Oh that guy, yeah, that guy? and what's the French guy in the tub? Pierre, I don't remember. Was it Pierre Escargot one. or something? Dude, actually, you're throwing me back, man. That was like, <laughs> I forgot about that one. And he would always say this wrong shit in French. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I remember the uh, the guy, uh, the coach or something that hated his his. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting maybe too too. Yeah, I'm only I'm, the coach. You're, I'm mixing it up with Key and Peel now because I remember Keegan in Mad TV has the yeah. really funny ass coach, Coach Hines. And he's See, got those little what, short shorts on. Maybe it's something. Maybe they derived. I saw when I saw the sketches. Like I was like, wow, they borrow a lot of, uh, a lot of like these sketch elements where like an angry coach or something. And, well, these are like I think these are kind of tropey, like classic things. Probably. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I remember Amanda Bynes. She did a really funny um Ross Perot. Do you remember that? Wow, really? Yeah, she used to do Ross Perot That's and with the money bags. Interesting. And I used to like that. That was one of her favorite characters. That was one of the funniest characters I think she had. Like, Amanda Bynes was actually kind of funny when she was a kid. Yeah. Um, she even had her own offshoot, her offshoot show because of that. True. And, uh, yeah, she had the, the uh, Ross Perot sketch. And also, the kid from Drake and Josh was on her That's show. That's true. He first. was. He was, like, the surfer guy or what is it? I don't remember, but he was. I thought he was funny as shit on oh, Amanda Bynes. On, on but that. I didn't ever like him on the Drake, Drake and Josh. Josh show. I thought it was too corny. Yeah, he was really corny. I think he was trying to rebrand himself as, like, a... Yeah, he might have been, because he was way funnier on Amanda Bynes, I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. He played some surfer guy or was, like... Uh... 
He's like, whoa. Like, you'd ask him a question. You'd be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I forgot, it. That's I forgot, it. I forgot yeah, the character yeah. he played, but it was really yeah. stupid and silly. But it was funny. Yeah. And I remember the popper pants was a really funny one I liked when popper I was a kid. Pants? Yeah, they had popcorn in their pants. Like, you, you would popcorn in your pants. <laughs> what? <laughs> and they'd be eating out their popcorn out of oh these giant God. pants. It's like kids. these big silver, like, line pants. Kids, man. <laughs> kind of shit Dude, that shit like? was great, though. <laughs> nah, man. Yeah, it's... um. Wow, it's real big nostalgia hour here, but um, oh, yeah, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, SpongeBob. No, we were just talking about SpongeBob, and yeah, oh, yeah. it was like uh, it's just such a good show. Is um, top five, top five episodes that you can remember off the top of your head. Go. Me? Yeah, yeah. You go. How about top one? I'll have top to dig. One. I'll have to dig to remember all these. So we oh, can maybe okay. go through it. But okay, I gotta, okay. Like, you first, and then too me, much and then I'll, give you, I'll give you one of mine. So my favorite, probably episode that I can recall from SpongeBob, that I just like, is like a classic episode that always brings me to it, or that always just comes in my mind as a classic. Yeah, is the Rock Bottom episode. Is that the Krusty Krab Pizza episode? No. So the Rock Bottom. It might have been along with it. Alongside yeah, it. Yeah, because that's the one he gets lost, right? It's a different one, though. Because in the Krusty Krab Pizza one, he gets lost in the normal area. The rock bottom one is where he goes to Bikini Bottom's, like, downtown section. Oh, and yeah, And they're yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's like the really weird-ass neon fish oh, and shit. And yeah, they're, yeah, and they're yeah, speak yeah, in the in the... You yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're totally right. Tom. Yeah, that one's iconic. Yeah, yeah, I just love that one, For man. Sure. And he's like, he's all creeped out because he doesn't understand anything in that area. Yeah, that was a great episode, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's so classic. Well, one of my one of my favorite ones, one of my top five ones, is probably the uh, the the one where they go to Sandy's um, her her beach her dome thing, her yeah. biodome. <laughs> Dude, then, that was a then, great one. Know, I'm Dirty Dan, and it's like, um, well, I'm Dirty Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's hibernating, so she gets really angry and turns to like a grizzly bear. That's, yeah. Like, there's so many things that uh, came out of that episode. Like, uh, Dude, I died on that one. <laughs> you know, be fancy. Being fancy, you can't, you know, I'm not, I don't need it. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't like, need it. It's like drinking water. <laughs> That's another bio, Sandy Biodome one. Which one? Where he's with, oh, I don't need it because he's in her dome with oh, no yeah, water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's That's dehydrated. That's like the first episode where they go into the dome. I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, another funny one. Oh, I just lost it. Um, Can we refresh your memory here? Alaskan bullworm. I'm just going to shoot it Oh, that's out. a funny Alaskan one. Bullworm. Oh, when she ropes uh, Patrick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see the nuclear explosion in the yeah. background. <laughs> Dude, that shit was so good. And that's the Texas one. Because yeah, they were making yeah, fun of Texas. Yeah, she hunts them Texas, down. Yeah. It's a real funny episode. But uh, yeah, they got a lot, man. They got so many. Um, I know you guys must have gotten a lot of that shit when you lived in Texas. What? A bunch of people saying quoting that episode. Yeah, pro- I mean, they probably aired it there more than... Probably anywhere else, I'd imagine. For some right, I mean, they for obvious to. reasons. Yeah, but all the yeah. really like intense ones. I like um, the also the one with uh, the maniac. Oh where yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. He's just standing there menacingly. <laughs> <laughs> he's and SpongeBob's like, "Where's the maniac?" He's like, "He's right on top of you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hall monitor episode. In case you guys want to look it up, I think is, it's that, is that one. the hall monitor. Yeah, I think okay. it's the hall monitor episode. That's a good one. <laughs> Man, there's so many. Yeah, it's um, man, we so woo, we yeah. woo. 
Oh man. Yeah, SpongeBob's the best. So good. But uh, yeah. Underrated. The the influenced a generation of uh of kids to laugh. Yeah. Live, love, laugh. Apparently there's supposed to be a reboot of um Rocco's Modern Life. I don't know. You Rocco? I don't know if I want to see that. You you weren't a fan of Rocco? I liked it, but I don't know if I want to see reboots of my favorite shows growing up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It loses the magic, right? Yeah, you kind of uh it's hard to restart something after like decades. That's because I want new ideas, man. Yeah. It's like you know fishing I mean? back to the old stuff. Yeah. And people are like kind of dry of ideas and it's different time. Uh, like, like I don't the- want to see Rocco with a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> or like the only show that I would really want that you could bring back and it'd be funny uh, without stealing any of the magic would be like Seinfeld. I think. Because you can think about Seinfeld because Seinfeld's all like situational you know what i mean but still man like because it's it's still up it's not the same time right because then it's like how's seinfeld he's gonna be it's gonna be so different from the original seinfeld like no no but he he responds to like things situational things right it is but imagine like now like where is seinfeld gonna be living is he gonna still be in his in his bachelor apartment with Kramer coming in randomly, <laughs> especially Kramer's career now where it's at. I mean, oh, true, now true. there's that assuming stigma that, Assuming that didn't happen. Assuming, and, <laughs> let's just assume none of that happened. But dude, it's like it can't. Like, it's hard. Yeah, like, all you, this stuff is so different now. I could imagine Seinfeld where it's like, you know, somebody stealing packages, Amazon packages or yeah. something. And then, But uh, Seinfeld just seems so... Um, I can't even picture him as a, like, bachelor anymore. <laughs> I can only see him as this as a family man, multi-million dollar guy. Oh, okay. okay. Like his his image in my mind is completely different now. Yeah, like, I'm sure he can't have his like Jerry curl hair yeah. going on anymore. Like he's just not that guy anymore. He's completely just an elite uh, uh, Hollywood comedian guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, untouchable now. Like yeah, same he, same with Eddie Murphy. Legendary right? status. Yeah, leg- I, yeah. I don't know what the Eddie Murphy's movie is gonna be like. I have bad feelings. Have you seen it? No, no, no. It, it looks like it's just it's just too late. It's like what is whoa. he doing? He's doing some movie. I don't even know. Like I, I, I it was actually one of the first times I turned off a trailer halfway through. Yikes! I was like, yeah. Like, I don't know what this prime. is. I guess he's having a midlife or something. I don't know, he's man. He made, prime, a, he made a song a long time ago. <laughs> that was during his prime. Oh, that was during his prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with Rick James. Uh, what was the song called? Dude? Uh, just party all time or something. Party all the time. Party Matt TV did his funny time. sketch on it. Really? With um, Ari Spears. Oh, I and basically that. Rick James was just trying to do coke, <laughs> and Eddie Murphy just kept paying him in coke or something. I think, or he's trying to write the song, and he's just yeah. like, "Okay, I'll be back. I just gotta get some." Man. <laughs> yeah, another another guy that's too elite to probably do anything, like. Yeah, he's just settled, man. Yeah. Like certain guys, I mean, it's like once their time is done, I mean, it's done, right? Yeah, I heard him do an interview the other day, and I couldn't even, I couldn't even like, uh, he didn't even have that cadence of a funny guy. No, he's like, probably just so sick of it. Like maybe sick of being funny. Everybody yeah, laughing I mean, at you? after a certain point, you probably just get so oversaturated with like your own shit. It's just like I want to just be away from it. Or all. just everybody laughing at you, and you're like, "This is me." Like you know, like right. Seinfeld probably said that he's like. <laughs> It's just me. I'm not doing a character. Like, you know. <laughs> but Seinfeld still is going. But the thing is, he's already, he's evolving, though, with time. Eddie Murphy kind of just stopped. Yeah. So now yeah. he's not, he's not, 
he hasn't evolved. Or if he did evolve, he evolved in a way that's not as a comedian. See, sure. Seinfeld's evolving as a comedian still because yeah. he still does shows like Comedies in Cars. Yeah. But it's like a completely different thing than like Seinfeld. Mm, so okay. his comedic image is not lost. It's just changed now. Mm-hmm. It's not far off from the original Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. He's always been the same guy. Yeah. But now he's just like a super rich comedian. <laughs> yeah. You know, who just drives in super expensive cars with his friends. Yeah. So, like, if Eddie Murphy, I think if he would have kept his career going still and done comedy, then we would have been following him along and understood it a little better. But, you know, when people come after, come back after decades of time, mm-hmm. you're expecting the old shit. You're oh, like, I oh, I want, com- I want the old Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. And that's just not realistic. True. Yeah, man, I mean. So I think it's a lot better if you just keep your career going, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time, unless, unless you're like, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle. Or something. He's been keeping like his that. career going. He yeah, always yeah, does comedy he clubs. Did a hi- yeah, but I guess he did a long hiatus enough. But he has been doing comedy clubs, so he's still fresh. Mm, like, okay. his his talents are still being cultivated yeah. constantly. Like, he just did some giant show with Joe Rogan. So, like, he's constantly still perfecting yeah. his routines and evolving with time. Yeah, true. And you can see that. Like, no matter how long he's gone, as soon as you see a special, you can see that he's clearly been working on his material. Yeah, true. It goes Maisie so, Howling. Oh, is that her? I thought it was somebody yeah. outside. No, she gets she gets sad because uh, she has separation anxiety or something. Oh, she gets sad Maisie. if somebody leaves the house. <laughs> like, yeah. we don't even have to, like- I, don't, I could be here chilling, and she thinks everybody left and starts crying. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So poor if cat. You, if, no, this is, <laughs> nah, I think I think I think she was like a ban- she has abandonment. Yeah, she had to. Have been. She's, she's too loving for a cat. <laughs> <laughs> she was probably a rescue or, or or pulled. I mean, she is a rescue, but she was probably like abandoned when she was a yeah. kitten or something. So, you know, we'll see. You'll mm-hmm. it's a rest. You know, for the rest of you uh, audio listeners, you'll get to uh, maybe catch that. I don't know. Oh, you think they, they will? May, it might pick it up. I don't know. Yeah, we'll they see. might. We'll see. But um. But yeah, man, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Did you hear about that, by the way? What? Chappelle's coming out with a new, uh, coming out new with special? a new special, man. I think I glanced at it. Yeah. Some people are wondering, he's like, what, what did he say? He said something kind of interesting. He was like, what's the price if, if, um, if losing millions of dollars is what is it's going to cost to speak or to say things? Then he's like, count me in or something. So he's like mm. looking at like the culture of like, of people, you know, um, I guess, <clears throat> how do I say He's this? not in it for the money? Yeah, yeah. He's like saying, I'm not in it for the money. I, I couldn't care less. I'm going to say. Dude, I think that's the way. I think that's actually the way of our age now. But the thing A is. A lot of people are realizing this. Sure. But the thing is like. A lot of comedians nowadays get shit on, not shit on, but they, I think they think saying things that are edgy is comedy when like, when the thing is Chappelle, he's smart enough, him and Jesselnick, I think are like smart enough to make crude jokes, but intelligent enough to where they won't, like you, you recognize that they're jokes almost, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but what would you say as a comedian that's just being edgy for the sake? I would have said Justin Nick's almost edgy for being edgy. <laughs> no, well, he he can't. He he could say that, but his his whole philosophy is like, if you give me boundaries, if you give me constraints, 
it gives me more creative. It, bless you. It gives me more Sorry. creative freedom to make you laugh, to mm. find ways to make you laugh. Because you say I can't make fun of these things. Well, I'm going to use that as I'm going to find the funny in that. I'm going to make mm. you laugh. Like who would be an example though of too edgy? Would you say? Uh, just people. I mean, you can look at comedians that might just say raunchy things that that aren't that people are like, ah, oh, come on. Can you give me an example, though? Because I can't really think of any. I'm, I'm thinking of, like, low-level comedians, to be honest. Oh, okay, like yeah, starting yeah. off? Starting off. Okay. Like a, like some of the... Yeah, some of, like, the lesser-known guys that I think... That I hear on podcasts or come on a com, com, come on po- comedy podcasts, and then they say things like, yeah, you know, people are too sensitive. But a lot of the times, I go look at their stand-up set, and they're not really that funny to yeah. begin with. You got to be funny. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I mean. At it's the like, end. yeah, if you're not funny, then yeah. But at the end of the day, I think, I think in their mind, they're conjuring up for some reason in their heads. I, I think that trolling thing, because a lot of us were raised on trolling. Sure. And I think, I think those people are trying to born in the troll, yeah. molded by it. Yeah, man. You, you know, like people in their internet, we're we're like internet culture. A lot of the millennials grew up in the internet culture, and you know that comes with its own like. Um, I guess mindset of certain things, Heavy like what's influence. funny, and like I think we're more irony poisoned. Yeah, uh, yeah probably. Maybe, yeah. So, so I think when you try to translate that onto the stage, it might not. It doesn't work. It might might translate on the internet because it's like an in group kind of thing. Mm. You're like, oh, that guy's just playing around. He's yeah. Trolling. If you're not funny, then you just can't say shit. Like the audience isn't not not liking you because you are edgy. It's like yeah. you got to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> like get funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean that's like, the yeah, I mean, thing. sometimes they are. There are cases like, you know, I know most a lot of comedians don't even like doing college campuses. Yeah. But that's because they're so they're so um, thin skinned. Like you can't really go there. But there is going to be an audience for yeah. your comedy. Yeah. Like if you go to a normal comedy bar, people want to see edgy comedians. Yeah. There's an yeah. appetite for it. Yeah. But, but what I mean by edgy comedy is something that it's funny. It it's still, yeah, it can be raunchy, but it's still funny enough to where you're not the 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 group that you're making fun of mm-hmm. can still be in part of that joke. Right. It's yeah, an yeah, intelligent yeah. funny. Yeah. It, There's it, like some kind of um. It's well thought out. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's, it's. I feel like that's kind of what, at least for me, it's it's. Uh, what's a lot more important these days and in, in getting out what's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like this all boil over. Um, Cause it's really not the, for me, I don't hear the big guys complaining. It's always like the low level guys saying, you know, you, you got to be careful about what you say. Yeah. Shit. The big guys know how to be funny. Yeah. So they don't really give a like shit. Bill Burr, right? He's yeah. probably one of the guys that he's say- probably the most, He's probably the most sought after for people who want to destroy. <laughs> they want to take Bill down so hard, but he just does not give him the opportunity. Well, I mean, because like I said, he's smart enough to yeah. know how to say these things. And like he. Right. He knows. He knows he's being stupid, too. He he knows his own limitations. And right. He I just mean, knows how to navigate it. He knows That's how to navigate. Thing, yeah. He's smart enough to know how to navigate it. But props to him. Prop, props to those kind of comedians. Bill. You got to have those guys hold out. <laughs> They gotta um, hold it down. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know. There's this comedian types, you know, those internet com- like uh, like Reddit kind of people. Yeah, SJWs. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm talking about um, I'm talking about people that say like refer to dogs as like doggos and. Oh my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> like dude, I like want to literally shoot myself every time I see fucking doggo <laughs> or <laughs> or, know, or heckin a heckin poofer or something like that. Oh you know, my they'll god, say, they'll use like la heckin doggo. I'm just like <laughs> you fucking die. <laughs> you would not imagine the amount of rage I get. Such an Im- irrational rage when I see that shit. <laughs> it's like let internet speak or something. Yeah, you know, it uh, fucking boils my blood. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Uh, yeah, it's pretty corny to me, but so fucking corny. Those those people that that go on stage, those are like the the nerdy comedians kind of thing. Like I, I consider like Bo Burnham in that in that. Oh, sphere. I can't I can't watch him. He's can't fucking Bo, horrible, Bo Burnham. <laughs> Bo Burnham. Like I cannot stand anything he does. <laughs> I'm like, this is not yeah, comedy. This is not funny. This is like, yeah. It's it's kind of he, he boils my blood in the same way. Maybe, maybe that's why I didn't realize. <laughs> no, but yeah, really. Okay, he annoys the shit out of me. He seems like the kind of. But he, it's funny because he does have like, um, pretty solid roots as a comedian. I think I think he kind of used the the entertainment part of like playing a guitar. As, yeah, anybody who's playing a music on the comedy act. Is I think it's like a, a crutch sign. for some people. Yeah, but. It, is. it usually is. People always yeah. say, "Oh, look how talented he is." It's like, okay, bro. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple people. I think I put you on. Did you get to watch like some of Dimitri Martin stuff? Yeah, I actually do like Dimitri He's Martin. Good. You did put me on to him. Yeah, Because yeah. I used to kind of eschew him earlier, too, because yeah, yeah. I was because like, oh, he plays guitar. God, yeah. Because but the thing guitar. is, his whole act is kind of like a creativ- a creativity act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, he does like drawing, he does guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, not like his whole act, act is needed to be like, look at my guitar skills. <laughs> like the guitar <laughs> yeah, yeah. is very minimized in his act. Yeah. He's very much like he's he's like one of the greater examples of like I would think of like an intro an introspective comedian like right his shit is like completely just thought out and it's all about the craft the craft of the joke right right yeah <laughs> so I think this is really an interesting comedy style that you don't see a lot yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love I love one of his he's definitely one of the more like traditional kind of comedy kind of guys would you call they, traditional though but, I wouldn't well, say well, traditional like, what I mean by that is like you know set up. Set up and punch. Set up, set up and punchline. You know, I guess, but he's not like a one. He's no, not he's like not a, a one liner guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not a one liner guy. I, to me, when you say traditional, I think of like Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Like okay. he's a traditional comedian. To true, me. true. Yeah. You know, with the accent. What about these planes? Yeah, you know, yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. But Jerry's like still next level to me too. True. You know? He's like the he's like the height of what a traditional comedian would be. Yeah. Um, because Demetri Martin, yeah, he's still kind of. He's still kind of like, like quirky, kind of weird a little bit. Like yeah, his jokes yeah, are yeah. not ex- like he his jokes are not predictable to me. Oh, definitely. Like not. I don't really see him coming. No, hell no. Like there's that one joke that I love. It's uh, about B batteries. You know. I don't remember. Where he's like, "Why are there only A batteries?" Mm. And uh, you know, you go A, double A, triple A. And then, like, he's like, well, why don't you go to B batteries? And it's like, <laughs> well, you, you think about the scenario when you go to a supermarket and ask somebody, hey, where can I find your B batteries? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> you know, then it sounds like you have a stutter or something. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's fucking genius. <laughs> like, dude, that's, that's, I mean, only a creative, like, and then the, yeah. one of my other favorite ones is uh, when he's saying, can you imagine if somebody, I'm kind of butchering the joke, but I, if I remember it correctly, it has to do with something about coming into a restroom and not knowing that everything is automated. You would think it's haunted. <laughs> is this in his last special? I don't know. I can't okay, remember. Okay, because I gotta rewatch it if it is. Dude, it's, it's, there's so many. There's so many good bits, but yeah, yeah. he's he's a, he's a great. He's one of the good people that are. What's Macy doing? Dude, she's trying to look <laughs> outside. <laughs> hey, get away! 
We need that window closed, though. We don't I want know, we the do. whole audience being blinded okay, who's right, watching the YouTube video. <laughs> she doesn't like compressed air. Nope. But the sound of compressed Sprayer. air. Sprayer. I think that's... Did I tell you about this? It, it's what? like an. I think it's an evolutionary thing. The uh, spray? Yeah. Because look, what does this sound like to you? Sounds like hissing, right? Oh, like a snake. Yeah. Oh, probably, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anything they probably don't recognize that makes a weird sound. They just want to get the fuck away. Oh from no, it. no, no! She'll. She's usually curious about sounds. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but this, so that spray like, bottle runs not, away. It's a no go. Like if I spray water at her, she doesn't run. She's like, Oh, oh really? Whatever. It's water. It's stupid. It's that sp- sound. It's a sound. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, you must be right. I think it's evolutionary, man. Huh. But yeah. that's how instinctive that is. Like I she know, man. probably doesn't even know where it's from. But this it's- is why I don't think we have free will. <laughs> Let's not go down that rabbit hole though today. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you think that comes from though? Is that like some people think it's genetic memory or something like that? Did you Dude, hear about that? It's I don't really know. You want to expound? But isn't that crazy? Genetic like we could just have- instincts are like genetic memories. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, because I'm sure the fucking cat that didn't run away from that shit got eaten by the goddamn snake. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever yeah. one had that fear from it, they survived. You know? Yeah. Or, or how about like children's uh, collective fear of monsters? Mm, like, yeah. You know, of the darkness and unknown. Darkness, exactly. Yeah. And we, we, we imagine things in the dark because... Yeah, because the kids who were afraid of that shit didn't yeah. go in the fucking cave with the yeah. bear in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or just imagining creatures and stuff like that. That's, you yeah. know... Maybe kids with imagination survive, man. Yeah, obviously. Just stay away from dangers. Well, stuff. a big part of humanity, I think, is imagination. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, they say some of the... I don't know how... I think the knowledge has been updated in this. I know they used to say Neanderthals were not very artistic or creative. That's that. Yeah, I, I think so they far, ch- I think. have rescinded that a oh, little really? bit because we've had mixing with Neanderthals. Like True. they have, um, I think um, Europeans have Neanderthal DNA, and I think actually most people, I think only Africans don't have Neanderthal DNA. But yeah, um, most Europeans, I think, they yeah, tend to have a larger segment of DNA. That's yeah, so Neanderthal. they're kind of rescinding. I think the fact that. There was some. There was a lack of creativity or something in Neanderthal. Well, because cultures. they didn't have any rituals. Apparently, like they didn't have burying rituals. They didn't have. They didn't really create a lot of art. That's what they found. I mean, they created yeah. col- uh, clothes and stuff, but yeah, but nothing like. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing like we did, right? Yeah, but that's a whole thing for anthropologists. We don't have any kind of um, yeah expertise in that. But it's interesting for sure. It is interesting. There's there's a documentary I saw. I I. I bought into this, uh, I love watching documentaries, but uh, there was a documentary about, do you remember this place in in, in France that has the cave, the cave drawings? Yeah, they did the um, Cave of Forgotten Dreams by Frenner Herzog on it, right? What is that? Is it's that the, the documentary? Um, documentary by Herzog. I don't know if that's the actual documentary, but I saw one documentary where this researcher, ha- she had a hypothesis about what she thought those caves were mm. because they seem to be intricately spiritual. They have the pictures of the animals on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that's Cave of Forgotten Dreams. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the official name, but I don't know. Is that the I name don't know of if you've the documentary? Seen that? Because the thing is, the Cave of Forgotten Dreams documentary is very artistic. It's like, know. it's by Werner. You know Werner Herzog. Sure. He's got the voice, you know, the very interesting oh, okay, voice. Okay, okay. You definitely, cannot mistake it. It's definitely not this guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Maybe it's yeah. a different cave. 
Yeah, no, it's. I think it's the same cave, but a different documentary. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because in this one, they highlight one professor's theory about it. Mm. Uh, I guess there's a prevailing theory about... Um, well, she's trying to establish his connection with the cave. Uh, you can look this up. What what Terrence just said, you can Google it. But it's a really cool image of like where prehistoric man was at a certain time. And they have these very cool, intricate cave drawings of like early man or, or just what sort of like, what would you call it? Um, just the drawings in the cave? Yeah. Like pi- they're not pictographs, but people would draw animals and, yeah. and, uh, it looked like pictures of like lions and yeah, yeah. rhinoceroses and all this stuff. Yeah. It's really very like, it's not like a shitty drawing either. Like, no, exactly. It's, nice, it's like good drawing. Well, really yeah. well drawn, especially yeah. since the surface is rough and right. not even and or smooth or anything. These people had to really work and make it look nice. And so this uh, professor had a theory that that said, well, this site, I think, is much more important, was much more important to the people of the area than what we are led to believe, that this was just a, draw, a cave where right. people drew shit. Maybe so. Like they're saying it's like a big ritual. Yeah. Spot. So okay. she tried to tie it into the stars. So she was saying there, she was looking at like the... Uh, the e- not the equinox. What is it? The uh, the winter solstice. And she noticed that at a certain time of year, light would clearly come through the cave, the one entrance in the cave, and shine in the back walls of the cave mm. where the drawings are. Mm-hmm. So in this one particular time of year, people were able to come in and see light come through this cave. And interesting. So they, she believes that the people um, planned it that way. Well, the pe- yeah, they saw that this cave gathered light at this particular time of year that indicated a change in the, um, almost like in the change of the, the climate, right? Because mm. it was a sort of calendar keeping, like, okay, once right. once this light comes through this cave, we reset the clock. Mm. That could be true. And a new year start. Yeah, so she, she, like, amassed all of this data and was, she was making a very compelling case that yeah. this was, this was, uh. This is what was happening and uh, really cool shit because it makes me think about like how how intricately tied our own curiosity is to like our base nature in a sense. Let's unpack that a little bit. So um, like we have we're naturally curious beings that we want to figure out. Yeah. Makes me think. Well, like, I think that's. The big separator. Well, because a lot of animals are curious, but um, yeah, what makes humans more special, I guess, or much more different? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we are definitely curious, though, for sure, right? Like to a level that's, uh, you know, I mean that that maybe you would say heightened, even. I, I mean, to that level where it's like you, you okay, you, your prehistoric brain. I mean, they say it's not that much different, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard to believe, right? But, I mean, they but, can tell by the skull shape, I think. Right, right, right. No, but I'm saying the complexity of which we, of things that we understand, I think, I think we, the average human takes up much more information today than, than they probably did back in the day. Probably, but we've had the architecture, maybe. What do you mean? So the thing is, we probably already had the same architecture. And I think also maybe this could be a thing where we might think we take in more information, but we may not. 
like imagine in back in the day, like they might have taken in the same amount of information. But these days we're just oversaturated with information around us. Mm-hmm. We think we have the illusion that we're taking in more information, mm-hmm. but our brain is actually only holding a certain amount. And we're, you know, cause we do forget things, right? So yeah, there's, yeah. there is some kind of active process your brain goes through to mm-hmm. lose information. Mm-hmm. And I th- imagine that's because you need to create space to retain more information that's relevant. Oh, and I guess a, I guess a good point is that you're probably you were probably more likely to meet tribes that had different languages, too, and dialects. So that you you had to so well. you had to so you probably had to like constantly adapt to different languages and whatever. right. And just remember, you you gotta like hunt and you gotta know all these techniques to hunt. Yeah, you're observing animals. You're taking in all this information about you your wildlife. What- so your job is literally just figuring out how animals move. How you should survive. I mean, what plants to eat? What are the yeah. What are the right plants to eat? Right. You know, what animals to stay away from? You, I guess you do have to yeah, build a whole so, catalog. Yeah, you do. So I don't think it's probably any less information. I think Maybe it's just that right. we give the illusion to ourselves that there's more information because we have so much information at our disposal yeah. that we can choose to just look at this subset that just has an infinite amount of knowledge. Yeah. But we're not actually retaining all of that infinite knowledge. True. No, I mean, you can already point. think like that with physics. Like, do you ever remember shit from like... <laughs> <laughs> no, like two years ago, started, no. Yeah, you're just like, fuck, did I rem- I forget this already. Like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen this in a while. Okay, I'll for- yeah. yeah, I forget it. Um, so your brain is always actively like forgetting and then relearning and learning new shit, so... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're right. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, it, it, anyway, the, that that's was that's was super interesting. By the way, you brought up uh, something interesting about this fucking. You know, we were talking about like remake remaking shows and shit. Did yeah. you see the new Lion King? No, I did not. It looked too goofy for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I watched it. Was it good? No. Okay. <laughs> so it was so confirmed. weird. It was super uncanny. Man. It looked bad. I wanted to like it too. Did you really? Because I saw, I bought the original one and I hadn't seen it in years. I'm talking uh, like decades probably. So you got your hopes up. Wow. So yeah, I mean, I saw the original and then I, you know, I was like, oh wow, this movie's so good. Man. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like choking back tears yeah. when Mufasa died. And right. Like, dude, it was, I that was, was like, a powerful man, moment, wasn't it? Man, when you first yeah. see that as a kid, it traumatizes yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I can't believe they did this. Dude, this is, <laughs> there were so many movies like that yeah. back in the day too. Think about it. Uh, uh, what is it? The Land Before Time. Have you seen that one? Time. The one with the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. And Who died though? The mom dies. Long, oh, little, the little Brontosaurus Fla- mom. Littlefoot Damn, loses his mom. That's true, huh? And it's like super tragic because <laughs> yeah. he's like, he he like sees some uh some silhouette of what looks like uh her mom. Yeah. In like some mountain or something, he's like, oh my yeah. mom. And then Damn. he goes, and then he finds that it's just like fossilized. It's like a fossilized version of a brontosaurus. Oh. I used to think it was a mountain, but now- I thought it was a mountain too. Dude, but I think it's a fossilized, like, you know, because of the blast and, like, immediately, like- Damn, dude, I gotta rewatch that. Dude, that movie was brutal. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You know the story of the little, um, uh, Ducky? No. Which one? The the one in the movie? (sighs) Yeah, the fucking, um, uh, what was the- Ducky. Yeah, what was she? A, um, pterodactyl or something? Yeah, something like that. Dude, the girl who did Ducky in oh, real life no. got like murdered or something. Oh shit! Yeah, I think I heard. But she was really young. Wow. Yeah, it was really fucked up. I yeah, don't remember the full story, but I know it's like a tr- really tragic death. Like she was like murdered by someone in her family or something. Wow. 
That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that makes the movie even more sad now. I know. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I mean, the movie is just tragic. because I'm like afraid to go back and watch it because I'm like, my childhood is going to be ruined. <laughs> Extinction level event happens. The kid, everybody's, all the children, for some reason, most of the children survive, yeah. but all the parents die. And like you watching this as a kid, you're like, what do you, are my parents die? Like right. you're just, you just, <laughs> it's dude, unfathomable. It's unfathomable. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, man, maybe, maybe there's a link between mental health and, and, uh, you know, <laughs> Disney movies, <laughs> Disney movies that we saw as kids. Like, no, we were the hard gen. We got harder that way. He builds character. <laughs> Kids these days are all soft and coddled. <laughs> yeah, just show them one of those movies and be yeah, like, man, yeah, man, get hard. Try Your parents ain't going to be there all the time. Because Disney loved that theme. It was literally in Bambi as well. Oh, you're you know? right. Yeah. They loved the parent Killing get killed. Parents. Yeah. It's, it builds character, man. <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. Yeah, you're right. Bambi, you know. Uh, Is there any more? No, but there was a Fox. And, I remember Fox and Hound was part of that. And I don't remember that one too well. Technically, I think. I think the one of the dogs die. Can't remember. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's been a long time. It's a really sad that. movie. Um, Peter Pan was like an okay movie, but no one dies. No. Tarzan. That was an interesting movie. Tarzan. Oh, Tarzan's parents die, but you His don't see die. it. And he was already a man by that point. No. Oh, I, re- I he was rewatched a kid that one. He was a baby. Oh, you're right. I rewatched that one. He gets raised one. by the um, apes. The apes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Well... But that right. one was more new for us. I think we were like teenagers around that time. Yeah, I wasn't really yeah. into it yeah, too much. Was, Actually, I don't even know if I saw it. The music fully. was fire, though. Was it really? <laughs> Fucking Phil Collins went off. He snapped. Oh, shit. He snapped. <laughs> he, snapped. he didn't have to do it that hard, but he did. <laughs> he really did. Phil Collins leaves nothing at the table. It was so good, man. It was a really, really, really good soundtrack. See, but, I know uh, the, mu- the music from um, Kingdom Hearts. What? Do you remember Kingdom Hearts? Uh, dude, I didn't have a PlayStation, so okay. Well, Kingdom you. Hearts integrated the Disney movies into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and they used. I'm pretty sure they used the themes from certain, um, like movies. Or movies, something? yeah, because Aladdin's yeah. theme was like. Well, Aladdin's theme had an original theme. Yeah, but like um, Nightmare Before Christmas used the Nightmare Before Christmas music, right? Right. So if Kingdom Hearts, I don't know if they used the Tarzan move music, but if they did, I love that soundtrack. Probably they might have. And but yeah, it wasn't Phil Collins, or oh. maybe it was, but it was like a theme that was. They probably took from 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 Phil. Whatever it was, it was cool music. Yeah, so it's I don't really know. good. And really if good you stuff. you can't confirm for me either, so yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just yeah, Disney Disney, I feel like messed it up. But yeah, the new one sucked because everyone was kind of live action. How do you feel about that? Do you feel a lot of people say it's it's uh, the remakes have an important component because art likes to re redo things when there's new technology that changes yeah. enough mm-hmm. to where you adapt to the new style, the art to the new style. Yeah. But people are saying that cartoons or animation is so um, timeless, timeless because of what you were saying, the component of like the animation and how you're able to emote. You're not hindered. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, the, char- the the people are able to emote mm-hmm. more carefully. And, and the movie, the biggest problem was, for me at least, was like you, it didn't even look like Simba cared. He was it was sort of like stoic because you know he looks I mean? like a re- a regular lion. Yeah, it was. I'm su- like, that's not how. You, that's a, the whole point of animation, like yeah. a cartoon animation like yeah. that is. So you can have those cartoony expressions and things. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. making it, that's why I didn't even want to see because I'm like it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, did you watch the Jungle Book one? I, I did, did right? I did. The John Favreau one. And you John Favreau, John Favreau made this one too. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh. He had a good cast, but I it's thought honest, it was okay. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay too. And that's what I felt about Lion King. It okay. was okay, but you know, it doesn't hold up to the original. The coolest thing I liked about Jungle Book and the Favreau one is the fact that they em- he emphasized more the human qualities of Mowgli where he was Mowgli was embarrassed to be human. Ah, like he had his yeah. his traits that he had that were human. Yeah. And all the animals looked at him like, what the fuck is he doing? Like yeah, he would yeah, like yeah. fish and stuff. And, yeah. You know, he felt like an outsider. And I thought that was the best part of the movie because they that he cool. emphasized that kind of struggle that Mowgli had. Yeah. Where in the original Jungle Book, it was more like fun, you know, like. Right, right. It was more happy, you know, just like um, innocent. Yeah. But this one, yeah, they put an interesting take on it, like showing the hum- human side is like right. looked down upon in the animal kingdom. Yeah, you know, did you know, like, that there's, I took a an art class or something that talked about exactly the themes that we used to deal with in literature, and there was, there's, like, a clear timeline where it was, like, man versus um, society, mm-hmm. which are, you can sort of think about books, stories like that, and then, like, the Jungle Book is about man versus nature, yeah, man versus his own nature sometimes. Right, and we were because we were questioning our position in in the world and stuff, mm-hmm. and like that was such you know are we animals? Are we beasts? Right. If we raised a child in the wild, would we be as animalistic and stuff? Really cool stuff. Like nowadays, yeah. I can't even think about what the fuck kind of stories we create nowadays. You know? <laughs> well, these themes are timeless. I think. Right. That's yeah. why you always kind of know what the movie's gonna be, because I think almost everything's been done. It's just a matter of how you get there is where it's going to be yeah. different. Yeah, like and when I say man, I mean like humanity, like yeah. human. Like, sure, you know. sure. But it's uh, it's man versus, what is it? Man versus self, man versus society, man versus nature. Man um, versus machine. Man versus machine. That's mm-hmm. one of the newer ones, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know if it would have, I mean, I can't think of any other themes, that existential themes that, yeah. that might come up. There man versus nostalgia, more. you know? Man versus nostalgia. <laughs> That's what Disney's playing into now. <laughs> Crank up that nostalgia. They're really yeah, going yeah, ham yeah, on it. Dude, yeah. <laughs> it's going to kill the industry. Well, no, nah, creatively. creatively. It's I'm already sorry. been killed creatively. <laughs> Like the rate that we crank out superhero Marvel movies, it's just like absurd. I'm not complaining, but but at least they're adapting things from one one medium to another. You know, it's not it's something you haven't seen adapted. I'm not I'm not mad at it. Yeah, it's just that for me, when I'm looking for art, I feel like my time is more precious nowadays, especially because of the amount of the amount of access I have to good stuff these days. Right. Like we've, oh, yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. we have no shortage of entertainment and art and media to consume 100%. these days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now like this day and age, I feel like I have the luxury to be extremely picky. Yeah, so you, if I don't want to see something, I just right. don't see it. You definitely have to be more selective. Yeah. So it's just like the level of competition that exists nowadays with art. Yeah. And just like entertainment stuff. Yeah is at such an absurd level now that like those kind of movies, like I don't even really think twice about them because I just have so much I can consume now. Yeah. And just even not from today, also just the amount of classics and just great story and great art that we've had you from, have in the past. Back. Yeah. Like I can, li- I can literally go back, you know, hundreds of years and yeah. look at stuff, you know, that's just like next level. Like I, can go to three stooges and watch all their <laughs> shit like people yeah. i feel like get a lot of times so caught up in today they forget yeah. also to go back and look at the really great stuff 
Yeah. Because some of these stories are timeless. Like the, you know, the Bible took, I mean, this has been documented already. I mean, if you're a religious person, you know, you can kind of like uh, tune out a little bit, but but like religious. <laughs> no, listen carefully. <laughs> you know, like religious stories have been adapted through millennia because they're great stories. Like the story of Moses, right? Yeah. Where, well, not Moses. Who is it? Sure. Why not? Who's the guy with the boat? Oh, Noah. Noah. Noah's heart. Who's the guy with the boat? <laughs> Who's the guy with the big boat, man? Well, so epic... needless to say, Juan is a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, it's because I take the element of the story. Yeah. So, so this, st- <laughs> this story was borrowed from the Epic of Gilgamesh, oh. which was, uh, yeah, one of the first, one of the, one story that we, it's one of the oldest stories that we've been able to like go back and find. Mm. We're, we're, Historians find different tablets at different regions in the world, and it's yeah. the same story. And apparently, the story has been adapted across cultures and time, and been changed, obviously, and filtered. Yeah, but it has the same elements as like Noah's Ark, where God is punishing people for their sins, and then the guy right. has to build a boat and like put stuff in there and whatnot. But it's the same story, and but these are all good stories that are. What is it? Redone? They're retold, retold, yeah, and in, and in, adapted to the current age. And it also makes more sense back then because, like, you probably had like a few good orators, yeah, right, yeah, and then like, because they had no media, like, like you had to come up with that idea originally, yeah, and like the orator who made that story was like, people were like, oh, this story is fucking awesome, <laughs> so like, yeah. they're gonna want to share that, you yeah, know? and then it just gets passed on to all these different, yeah, cultures. Yeah, do you like uh I wonder if the Library of Alexandria had um had as much like I'm pretty sure they that I'm pretty sure maybe I wonder about that the Library of Alexandria sometimes. I don't really know too much about it. So it was like one of the main collections of of where uh society at the time, the most advanced society at the time kept uh recorded history. Do you know where it was at? Um, I believe it was in like Southern Europe. It might have been North Africa-ish in that okay. area. Um, North Africa, Southern Europe, that area. And and yeah, they, it apparently burned down conveniently. I mean, maybe. <laughs> they attacked it. No, I think I think, I think think there was a faction that attacked it and, and it ruined. It basically set back humanity for a while because mm. then everything had to be oral history once Damn, again. what a shame. But then they learned to put things in tablet again and yeah. you know, write stuff down. But there were so many things that were they lost. They should have just hired a bunch of slaves to do it in stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Egypt kind of had that, right? They yeah. they, they knew that paper, because I'm pretty sure paper is not a new invention. Once you Once nah. you make, you can make paper out of grass or something. Have you made paper out of grass? No, it's I've never simple. made paper... Oh, actually, I did. I didn't like. I did like the paper mache shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you can do that. School. They made us make paper one time with grass and some. Do they grass. really? It's pretty, pretty oh, simple. It's a lot easier than you think. Oh wow! But anyway, like people were like, "Ah, oh, grass." You know, I mean, this paper is not going to last. It's really shitty, and mm-hmm. people had to, had to write stuff in stone. Um, but I mean, do you think about it today, man? All of the world's everything is so recorded digitally that I'm pretty sure. If there was a cataclysmic event, we could lose all of written history, too, pretty easily. Well, the thing is, we do have tapes. Because the thing is, like, Google, I don't know if you know this, but their data centers back everything up on tape. 
Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know this. So they do this for events like that. And okay. actually, I just read about a, a new a newish storage method yeah. um, where people want to record data in quartz crystals. Oh, that's and cool. In theory, it should be able to hold about 360 terabytes or something within yeah, yeah. like, uh, you know, several inches of yeah. square because it's got this crazy um, method of uh, organization writing. It's like called, I think it's like 5D... Uh, five-dimensional recording or something. You'd have to Google that. I can't remember. Pretty sure they use lasers or something. Yeah, like they etch it or something inside. Yeah. They, I think it's still being researched, though. It's not been um, fully figured out. Okay. Um, but in theory, it's if they could figure out the full process, it should hold about 360 terabytes That's of info. Cool. So it's the, it's, the, it's the massive evolution to mm-hmm. tapes that, that's already been used right now. Yeah, because tapes, I can't think of survive. Like, imagine if you had a um, a giant. Um, well, you would need to. What would destroy? What would destroy tapes? Fire. A huge anything. magnet fires. I don't think magnets because the information I don't think is stored like that. I think it might actually be like a hard coded thing. Like you know how um, vinyls have like etched in I things. I think okay. it might be a hard coded like thing. Okay. Yeah, so you actually need something to physically destroy it. Mm. Like a, like electromagnetic radiation or anything, I don't think it's going to affect it. Okay. Which yeah. is a positive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. But the thing I is, of that. course, with those kind of methods, that means that the information takes up a lot of space. Right, right. So right. that's the only problem. My thing, yeah, because damn, man, it's, it's just, I don't know. I, I think about that sometimes because I read this in the news the other day and they were talking about a huge asteroid coming yeah. close. Did you read about that? Yeah, if, Elon was tweeting about it. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Oh, here we go. I, I think I tweeted at Elon. I was like, are you going to start an uh, asteroid um, diverting company or something? How now? the hell would you solve that issue, though? To divert an asteroid? Imagine today if NASA, not NASA, but the DOD paid you money to investigate how Shit, to. how to, we're how dead. To, <laughs> no, but let's say, let's say you, fine, let's say you have the resources of the government, of the okay. federal government. How would you tackle this problem? Well, I know the method that people like to say a lot is the um, uh, the gravitational. It's like a. It's kind of like the gravitational slingshot, where you send oh, yeah, something yeah, yeah. Um, of some specific mass yeah. that changes the trajectory of the comet or the asteroid or whatever um, by influencing it with a magne- uh, gravitational field, mm-hmm. and then you can tune that object to push it out away from the mm-hmm. path. And then you'd only need a small perturbation because if you can catch it in time, that little push will change the trajectory so much that it will just pass yeah, Earth. Yeah, yeah. So I think that would probably be the best way. Yeah. Because then you don't get any kind of shrapnel or anything. I don't know I don't know what you call it with an asteroid if they break apart. Yeah, yeah. But you won't get any of those smaller debris that are still gonna annihilate your city yeah. by like shooting it with a nuke or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me that seems like the best method. Yeah, like shooting. And that would be how I would do it because we already know how to, or at least I would, if I did it, let's say if I was heading this or spearheading this project, I would consult NASA, of course, to see if they would know with what precision that they could get something like that in the orbit orbit of an asteroid. And I imagine they would be able to because if it was something that was like a threat to our nation where it could destroy the planet or destroy the a, a whole continent, yeah, it would be big enough to where the math would be easy to send something into that orbit. Right. So I think that would be the best way. As long as you had enough time, you know, to do that because you have to catch it in time, right? You can't, yeah. you can only divert it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was nuking it. Would, would that work? I think nuking it's a, f- a bad idea. 
because that's what that's what I was saying. With if you nuke it, you're going to explode the asteroid, and then oh, now okay, you okay, have okay. so many new asteroids that they just yeah, have a new yeah. trajectory now that could be now you have four asteroids in that trajectory now. I think nuking it might. For me, it seems preferable just because if you nudge it, like you're saying, mm -hmm. but assuming, this is assuming you can't work out all the paths. Like if you work out the trajectory of the new path, then yeah, that could work, which I think Well, is you would because okay. your, your, your instrument would be fine-tuned enough to where you have some kind of thruster on that yeah. on that probe or what it say, the thing that goes into its gravity, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that you can nudge it to wherever you want it to go. And those little perturbations should change the pathway enough to where you can guide it where you need uh, it to go. I see, I see. Yeah, because that would work better because think, thinking about the scenario where we nudge the asteroid where it's on a trajectory path towards the moon and oh. then the moon getting destroyed. And, <laughs> geez. Well, the moon is better at getting destroyed than us. No, no, because we're so intricately, life and everything is so intricately tied to the moon. You're right. We might as well be dead if, it, if it's gone. <laughs> Would we really be that fucked? I'm not kidding, yes. Okay. Like, that's what, sci that's what scientists say. Okay. Uh, the moon kind of controls some of the climate mm. uh, conditions here on Earth. Because yeah, we get tidal effects from the moon. Yeah. So we get rising in exactly. the, the seas and everything. Yeah. But I don't know. Would we really be that fucked? I wonder. But maybe if you say, if you, if you say so, I don't read. know. I've I haven't read. read it. I've read. Okay. I, I invite everyone to look into this themselves. But that's what I've read. The moon has a lot of jobs mm. in protecting the earth. Yeah, we're so uh, fragile. It's because we're in equilibrium, man. <laughs> yeah, like, we you, are. You know, you, if... God is good. <laughs> <laughs> like, this asteroid is going to fuck up our equilibrium, man. It's, it's, yeah, if it hit... I mean, the world. Might we really end. do need to have like a division for this, though. Oh, for sure, man. I don't even know if we do. I haven't like, researched it. We need to have a world government type shit for this kind of thing. Like, well, we just need a division for this. Like, like the well, the like, like the UN. You're saying, the, yeah, yeah, like, like I'm not saying like calling for like whatever world tax. I'm calling for yeah. like you know countries that can help pay for this come right. together and and be smart about all of these space nations, for, the space faring yeah, nations exactly. should be able to be in there. Yeah. 100%. I think this is what Elon was saying when he was tweeting. He said some tweet about it, and I'm like, he's got a point, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, you you gotta at some point you gotta you gotta realize there's a threat outside of our own little fucking yeah. You know, we keep getting these close calls. Thank God we have Jupiter because <laughs> Jupiter sucks up oh, most of yeah. the asteroids that we have. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, like there's eventually we're our clock is ticking man it's so many we have so many clocks ticking right now <laughs> yeah yeah we're due for well because think yeah because you know scientists come to these like um i mean it's not really based on hard science so to say like these like we're due for this like you know when people yeah, they're say based that, on estimates and things yeah but they're based on the frequency of events yeah. historically yeah like so the numbers are hard yeah but the um, what would you say? The outcome is not hard. It's a soft outcome, right? It's like uh, the in inevitability of it. Yeah, like you're just kind of like climate change. Like we yeah. don't know exactly when our expiration is if we continue just polluting the atmosphere with CO two. But we know it's but bad. We know it's not going to help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a dumb. It's as Elon likes to say. It's the dumbest experiment that humanity is conduct is conduct <laughs> it's conducting at the moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure, hundred percent, man. <laughs> it's just not smart. It's uh yeah I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure but we do need to get into um something man some kind of fucking space force or something <laughs> really <laughs> I just don't know if we would have all the money to do it right 
we got the money, we, but we just don't want to partition it. I think we do because our military is like fifty percent of the budget. If you just cut even a tiny bit of that, that'd be useful because then you could just have you could even have a bunch of theorists. You don't even need experimentalists as long as we had good theory behind these things. Mm-hmm. You know, and good engineering, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we just had one percent of that military budget, that would just that pay for everything. Maybe, maybe so. Yeah, it's a, it's the short sightedness of uh, a lot of these people in politics that's kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, politicians are useless. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. I was, I was worried about that because I was like, man, do I have to like send emails being like, well, I don't want to answer any emails today because, you know, the world is ending in six months. (laughs) Oh yeah. Fucking email. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Take vacay, you know, do my bucket list. Yeah. We're, we're doing some acid. We're getting high. (laughs) We're doing all that shit. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think the world... Do you think governments across the world are going to say whether or not we're on the crash course? They wouldn't. They would keep people under control and they would make it seem very um, downplayed. Placate, but the placate thing is, the... in the age of the internet, like you have experts who would know better and they would be the places to go and to consult. Damn, like astronomers would... would be like, yeah, we're fucked. Like clearly Damn. we can see the trajectory yeah, here yeah. and all this. Like there's always going to be someone out there who knows the true true story for scientific things like this yeah. for sure. Because like... You could see it literally. Yeah. Like, imagine people with powerful observatories and who are like backdoors astronomer types. They can, they'll be able to tell and see these things. I think they would say something. Yeah, they would. No, I'm saying, but I think governments would say. Something. Oh, they would just be like, we're in a state of emergency or something. But they would make it very downplayed and say like, um, make sure you go into a safe spot in your house or something. <laughs> go to your local public school. <laughs> yeah, like it's gonna help. <laughs> just and please and please remain calm and you know. <laughs> We assure oh, you that this situation man. is being handled, yet they're flying the president into an underground bunker. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, Elon's strapping up into his Falcon 9 to Mars. Escape Earth. Yeah. Yeah, man. Jeez. What a terrible event. What a terrible thing that would happen. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, actually, there, there's, there's... It'd be a quick death, though, so... It Not would so be. Bad. It kind of makes me feel better. I'd be like, well... Yeah, I'd rather have a quick death, because we wouldn't even feel it. It'd just be does. like, as soon as it happens, like... Our neck would snap <laughs> from the amount of force that shit would probably hit. I mean, you would be concussed immediately and then probably disintegrated. Right. You get whiplash from an asteroid. You just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be instant. It would be an instant yeah. kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's societies that actually have, have um, they, they survive cataclysmic events. They've gone underground. Mm. And they're, they're, there's history established from this. Anthropologists have found that there's some time uh, in some part of Europe, there's a network of uh, underground tunnels that almost feels like a city mm. because the people during some kind of cataclysmic event, they they were living like that for. What kind uh, of event would that be? I don't know. My, my, they were guessing, I think, a nuclear like holic like. Not oh, so it's like holocaust, a preparation. A volcanic hall like. Um, Oh, volcanic eruption? Winter, whatever they call it. Like, where there's some... Oh, yeah, when all the debris starts to come down. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like an endless, you know, there's a bunch of... like all of these suit. embers and fire. Yeah, 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 and so the people had to be forced to live underground for, mm, for And then you have all the smoke and ash you can't breathe. For years, yeah. 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 Apparently, this is... this. If I, I remember correctly, that. this is what What's it was. that big famous one? Machu... No, Machu Picchu. No, it's in <laughs> Europe. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a... Uh, so it's a P, does it? Vesuvius? No, that's some, no. that's some Greek shit. I don't know about the... I'm talking about the city, like Priori Pompeii. or something. Pompeii. Pompeii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. The guy famously dying masturbating. <laughs> have you seen that picture? No. Wow, man. This is some That's going out shit. with a bang right there. <laughs> yeah. He literally, there's a guy, this is Pompeii apparently. He he they have they have a picture of uh of of the guy's like body with him just laying down with like gesturing like that he was <laughs> masturbating. I know he's gotta be pissed. Completely <laughs> ashen, you know, like he his body was turned into ash because mm. of the heat. Poor, poor guy was living his like life, and then you know, can you imagine that? It's just like, oh man, that's gonna Brutal. be happening a lot if they, if, uh, you know, if the asteroid came and then, you know, they come find another civilization comes and finds humanity. They're just like a bunch of people laying down. <laughs> oh, they'll see a lot of shit. With oh us. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> These um, days, man. I know, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was like it's super funny to watch that. Um. Tragic, man. Tragic. Yeah. But Poor guy. Anyway. Yeah, man. How are we looking on time? Dude, we're... Uh... Should we wrap it? Yeah, let's wrap let's it up. Let's wrap it. Yeah, yeah keep talk, it short. Talked a lot about nothing, but... Hey, I love it, man. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of thinking we should go back to this format a little bit more. <laughs> you know, sprinkle... This flows easy. We're going to sprinkle these in, you know? Yeah. Just got to keep it... You know, we just got to keep it naturally, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, but yeah, yeah we'll, be, we'll be afforded, of course, but I yeah, think this yeah. is enjoyable. Yeah, actually, let us know which. Uh, I'm actually curious. I want to know if you guys have like a top Preference. five SpongeBob episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys have any of those, um, and, and I guess a preference maybe if you like if you want to hear more of these. Kind yeah, of. maybe like a favorite SpongeBob episode is better. Okay, top five is a lot to ask. Favorite. There you go. Name yeah. your favorite one. Because I know most of our listeners are probably millennials anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. think our range is like. Um, 31 to 35 so oh, yeah damn okay we have some weird shit too we got like um russian oh, like women uh, the women in our audience are like 60 and over oh awesome <laughs> i'm like okay ladies i'm looking for uh you know sugar mama no i'm, just <laughs> no, I'm kidding um yeah anyway um shit yeah thanks for listening let's close it out yeah thanks guys hey yo Thank you for making it this far. You did it, guys. You did it. You, you deserve an it. applause. You deserve an applause. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. I'll do that post. Uh, I'll add the applause. But uh, thank you for staying this long. Please leave a like, comment, subscribe if you haven't already, and share that shit. And share actually share it. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing we haven't been saying a lot. But share with your friends. You know, share you like that this, shit. You like the show. You know, if, if you don't, you know, even if friends. Don't watch YouTube. Share the, you know, share the Spotify link with them or the, you know, the whatever Apple. the audio, the Apple link, you know, the iTunes link. I don't use iTunes, you know, but, you know, if you do leave a review as well um, and, you know, hashtag some things, you know, like science slash, you know, hashtag laughs, hashtag <laughs> live, laugh, love, you know, think... Add some more you in. Give them a lot of work now. <laughs> you know what? Add your own hashtag. It's cool. You know, I'm, I'll actually go back and read them, or like send me something, and I'll read. It. You know, I'll comment on it live on the show. So, but all right, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. that you have your homework, uh, we appreciate you listening. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Take care. Peace. I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show?